everybody welcome back to the music biz weekly podcast i'm one of your two co-hosts michael branvold and as always i'm joined by jay gilbert how you doing good jay? morning i'm doing well i'm doing well how you doing man not too bad got your cream colors on today yeah yeah i watched the documentary the other day and i actually had you seen that out. before i had not and Great i wanted documentary to. It is. And, and I reached out to Jana Helsky. Um, and I know you know who she is and yep. her history. And I just think the world of her and she I believe she was the executive producer on this thing. But it's a really great documentary uh, for those who want to know a little bit behind Cream Magazine. It was one of my favorites growing up. Yep. Before the internet, that's mm -hmm. where you got your news from the likes yeah. of Cream Magazine. That's right. Yep, and the 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 legendary Lester Bangs. Oh my goodness, uh, a rebel, you uh, know yeah, exactly. He played by his own one, rules for sure. One of a kind. Yep. Uh, before we get into uh, this week's interview, we just want to do a quick shout out. Thank you to Hypebot and Bands in Town for continuing to support us week in and week out, and uh, of course to our sponsors, DiscMakers.com. We know it's a digital world, but there's still an important role for physical media for today's independent musicians. Digital royalty payments can be so small that selling products like CD, vinyl, T-shirts online and at gigs has become such an important income generator. For every CD you sell at a gig, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money. And that's a lot of streams. That's a lot of marketing. That's a lot of work. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and even T-shirts. So we put together a great little offer with the folks over at Disc Makers. Head over to discmakers.com, place an order for 100 or more CDs, and when you check out, use the promo code FREEBIZ, all one word, and you will save up to $150 in shipping costs. And Let's be honest. If you're starting to play shows again, which a lot of bands are now, 100 CDs, you yeah. should be able to move pretty quickly at, at your live shows. Uh, so this week, we kind of have dig into the world of radio. Yeah, it's something you and I talk about quite a bit, and it's really important. And a lot of people don't know much about radio. And, and I love the how, fact how, to, how to pitch radio, yeah, how, how to do it properly, how to do it properly. That's exactly it. And, and this week uh, we're joined by Brian Basher from the syndicated radio show, hard rock nights, hard rock nights. And Brian just tells us what will make his job easier. How, yeah. how what can you do to increase the chances of him adding your song into rotation now great best granted, practices write this, this, this stuff is, down this, this is brian speaking but this applies to all that's right radio that's out there so yeah listen to this even if you've got a radio promoter listen because you can go back to your radio promoter and double check and ask what they're doing but for a lot of the diy artists who do this yourself yep Here's the list of what Solid you need advice. to do and not do when you're send sending your music out to radio. Yep. So let it roll. Brian Basher, Hard Rock Nights. Today we have Brian Basher. Brian began his career in radio in 1993. He's worked multiple formats and has been the host of Hard Rock Nights since 2010. 
which uh, has aired on hundreds of stations in 40 country countries. Brian, thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. So, 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 Brian, let's just let's dive right into this. I mean, you've been you've been doing radio for a long time. Hard Rock Nights is you know is a great show, syndicated all over the place. I imagine you get a lot of music sent to you and you get a lot of press releases and you get a lot of everything sent to you. Yeah. Um, you know, to help the bands and, and keep in mind, we're not talking about the kisses of the world who would have a record label and, and publicists and hire radio promoters and all that stuff. But for the smaller bands that might be promoting themselves, basically, why don't you start walking us through some of the the best practices, the worst practices? What do you <laughs> what makes your life easier and what's going to make it more likely that you're going to actually listen to some music and add some music? You know, it's it's really not that difficult if bands can send me an MP3 at least 256 or a wave file, that's fine with me. The MP3s, they need to be properly tagged because I do get, you know, some days I get 75 emails, other days I get 150 emails. And I may download a song that is not properly tagged, and then I have no idea what that song is when I go back to listen to it. So you know, that, that's, that's funny you bring that up, Brian, because that's something that Jay and I have talked about countless times. And, and, and Jay, I won't name names, but <laughs> just this week. But you a, could. You want me to? I'm no, well, no, I'm just saying that you could name <laughs> names if you wanted to. But uh, A very major international hard rock band. Mm-hmm major publicist sent out music and i went back to jay and i go do you believe this there's no tags on the music these guys sent out and the album and the album title basically they put all the information in the song name so it was the artist dash song name dash album title but but you know the other metadata wasn't filled out and the album title that was actually in there wasn't even the album title of the final album that's being released. And, and, you know, it's, we see this so many times where it's like, I've gotten this, Jay's gotten this, obviously you've gotten it, Brian, somebody sends you music that you want to listen to and you import it into your iTunes or whatever your music player is. And it comes up as untitled song, untitled artist, untitled album, no year, no genre to your point, Brian, you go back to it two days later. How do you know what it is? Exactly. And, you know, the, the bad thing is that these people are actually getting paid to do this. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> the bands are paying them to send me their music, and, you know, they leave everything off of it. Yeah. So I end up trashing it. I mean, well, so let, let me ask you. So if music comes in with no tags, do you – do that is it just deleted or do you actually take the time to track down who it is if you liked it if i liked it and if i if i tag it right away like right after i download if i listen to it and i like it and then i tag it but if i listen to it and i want to come back to it a couple of days later 
and I don't know who this is or what email it came from or anything, then I end up trashing it. Yeah, they just gave you an errand to run. Yeah, it's not not to be mean. It's just, you know, it, I, I, I'll get way too much music to have to go back and try to chase everybody down and tag everybody's files. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, I look at it this way. At the end of the day, to your point, you get so much music every day, and a lot of it comes in just fine. You get it sent to you in the right format, right, right. tagging, everything else. And at the end of the day, if you're like, well, I got two songs I'm going to add and this one has no tagging and I got to work extra hard to go find out who it is, or I got this one that is almost just as good. You're going to go with the one that's not putting more work on you. Exactly. Exactly. What are some things that people can do? What would be that perfect email? Would it have a photo of the band? Would it have their bio? Would it have a press release? Uh, would it have the narrative? I mean, what kind of things do you like to see in those emails that'll help you kind of get to know who that band is? All of the above. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think when Mike, Michael and I first talked about me coming on the show, I had got an email for Thunder's new album. Oh. And their, their, uh, their package was perfect. They had all the songs. They were all tagged. They were all numbered. You know, they had uh, the right bit rate. They had an assets folder with their, you know, and I'm a fan of Thunder, so I know, you know, I know their history, but they had an assets folder. They had uh, promo shots in there. It had album cover. It had uh, a tour schedule. Nice. But it had everything, and it was all, it was just laid out right there for me. And, and that was awesome. Do you, do you want, whether it's the assets or the MP3s or the waves, do you want them sent as attachments to an email? Do you want a link to a Dropbox? Do you prefer WeTransfer, Holix? I mean, I know there's a lot of people out there that have their their particulars that they like, but but for you, how do you like the material delivered to you? I'm I'm not that picky. I'm not a fan of WeTransfer because when you download their file, it says we transfer and a number and after. a number, right? And that, that you know, that's easy for me to forget who that is or what that is, even if I go into the folder, especially if they aren't tagged right. Yeah. But Holix, I enjoy Holix. I get a lot of great stuff from Holix. Uh, attachments, Dropbox. I'm not picky about how I get the music. I'm just picky about the music itself and how it's uh, formatted. Gotcha. Do you ever use play MPE? I do. Can you talk a little bit about that for those who don't know and don't use play MPE, you know, it's, it's a service to get music to radio stations by format. And, and I'd love for you to talk about your experience with it. You know, it's, Sometimes, you know, there, sometimes I can go on there and there's stuff that I will use. And then sometimes I'll go on there and there's nothing that I'm going to use. <laughs> but it, it's very easy to download. It uh, it comes in waves. The the files are tagged. you got your artwork and everything, your bio and all that stuff with it. Um, I think mostly it's a Canadian thing, though. Because I know I've gotten a couple of emails about 
wanted me to sign up for it and the uh the senders were from canada yeah it's uh, maybe that's just where their home base is but they certainly work you know u.s based radio i was just curious because you can hire a radio promotion person to promote your music at radio you can do some of these things yourself do you have much interaction with old school kind of radio promo guys that will call you what, up what, and, what, what do you what do you prefer do you prefer dealing with a promo person or do you have no issues if a band member is reaching out to you and pestering you you know i know this is hmm. gonna sound bad but uh a, a promo person record pusher they remind me of used car salesmen. How can you say that? <laughs> when they when they come on or when they call me, and uh, you know want to talk, it, it, they're just like they're trying to sell me a car. You take that back. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I don't mind. I don't mind talking. To, I don't mind talking to pushers, or I'll talk to the band, or you know, I'll email with the band back and forth, or their PR person. I'm I'm not picky about any of that stuff. However, is the best way for the band to get a hold of me, you know, do it. Because you, you, you know you, you'll know you'll be able to get in touch with me that way. Yeah. I remember there were um, and most people don't do it anymore, send out physical CDs. But you know, there were times that I would have bands in Europe or in Australia asking me for my mailing address. And I'm like, just send me digital because it's cheaper for you. And when I get it, it's going to go on my computer anyway. And the CD is going to be put up and I'm not going to use it again until, you know, something happens if a hard drive crashes or something like that. So I prefer, I, I, I honestly prefer some people, they, they, they want, the CD because they're collectors. Mm -hmm. I just want the music. It doesn't gotcha. matter if it's CD, if it's Wade, if it's MP3. I just need the music to help push the band. Do you care about seeing the lyrics? No. Not really? Not really. I mean, with, with the way internet is today, nine times out of 10, I can just Google the lyrics, you know, and they're right there, but yeah. I don't need them as far as, um, as far as putting them on the show or anything like that. No. And do you, do you care about explicit, uh, lyrics? Do you, do you want, do you want tracks to be labeled if they're explicit? Yes and no. And I'll say that because most of the internet stations that carry my show and uh, the FM stations overseas, they don't have to worry about FCC. So I can play whatever I want, you know, gotcha. for those. But then the, the, the FM stations over here, if they're airing my show in prime time, then I have to worry about FCC. If they're showing it, if they're airing it uh, after 11, and then I'm in the safe zone there, so I don't have to worry about FCC. So gotcha. yeah, kind of. So, so would would you would you want them to send you a clean version of an explicit track at the same time? Then. Yeah, and it, it kind of depends 
if okay i'll use this song for example because i just had it on the show uh if i decide to play crazy bitch from buck cherry you know it's gonna it has too many beeps in it yeah <laughs> it, ruins, it ruins the song sounds like a right. robot talking <laughs> yeah so i mean i wouldn't if, if I had a choice, if I had to choose, I wouldn't play the song. If I had a, if I had an edited version, if it was between the edited version and not playing it, I wouldn't play the song because there's just too many, there's too many beeps in it. But if it's just one word, I, I can make it edited myself. I just have to find where the where the word is and you know cut it out or reverse it to where it scrambles, and I. I it doesn't bother me to do that. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about Hard Rock Nights. How did that get going? Oh, I don't... Well, I, I started working in radio in 1993. I spent thousands of dollars going to college to learn how to be a radio. All I had to do was wait for the internet to come. I could have done it overnight. But um, Hard Rock Nights got started. I was in Amarillo. I was the... Uh, program director at FM 90 in Amarillo. And I was doing another hard rock show. And there was a, the guy that, that had started hard rock nights. I guess he got tired of doing the show and he was going to quit it. He mm. emailed me and asked me if I would be interested in taking it over. Ooh. I said, fine. So yeah, I did. You know, he did it for two years. The show went on air in 2008. I took over in 2010 and I've been rolling ever since. And, you know, it basically, Michael and I have talked about this before. Um, what I try to do is get the bands. I play Kiss and I play Judas Priest and Ozzy, but I want to play the bands like Smash Gladys or Johnny Crash or, you know, a new band of the same you know, style. They yeah. say style, yeah. And that's really what I tried to do. That's what the whole idea whenever I took it over was. And I think I think I do it. I mean I haven't had any complaints yet. How <laughs> I, I, I think I know the answer. Um, but how important is the recording quality of the material being sent to you? I mean, yeah. you know, there's a, there's a lot of bands out there that are going to be like, I'm just recording this in my basement, and they they it's all done by themselves, and they don't have anybody else mixing it or producing it. How important is that? It, it's it's important. I don't want to, I don't want I don't think I'm doing the band justice if I play their song and it sounds like garbage. You know what I mean? If it sounds like they recorded this song through two tin cans and a string, then I'm not going to play it. But, you know, if, if it's above average quality, then, then I'll play it. So, so don't send demos is basically what it comes down to. No. Yeah. Don't send demos. And there are some, there are some bands that have high quality demos. Sure. For the most part, you know, it, it needs to be professionally mastered and remixed and all that stuff. Yeah. What what else can a band include 
you know, we talked about the MP3s, the waves, uh, the bios, photos, all that stuff. But what about, do you want videos? Do you want them to pre-record and send you IDs? I mean, are there, are there other things that, that will pique your interest to move somebody potentially to the head of the, the pack? Videos are nice because I can always post them on, on social media, which, you know, helps the band. Um, IDs, I really don't. I may be one of the few DJs in the world that doesn't care about IDs. As far as, you know, this is Dave yeah, Grohl yeah. from Nirvana. Right. And you're listening to blah, blah, blah. I really don't care about that. The music is the most important thing to me. And videos would work. Um, any talking points outside of their bios or any links to their social media that I can, that I can, that I can put out there for the listener. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Do you yeah. like, do you like to be kept updated on band news and activities? So, you know, maybe the, the, out al the album's been announced. They send you the music to get you some airplay, but they've got news a month later. No new music. Do you still like them to send you, hey, you know, we just debuted this video or we just announced this tour? Is that important to keep you updated on activities? It is because it gives me a reason to play the band and it gives me talking points when I do play them other than this is Cashbox and their latest song, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. Get the, I get the help help the listener learn more about the band and where they can go see them, where they can find their videos or, you know, all that extra stuff. Anything that's going to give me a talking point is going to be good. Gotcha. Especially if I really like the band. You know, it's so tough out there. There's so many tracks being uploaded every day, you know, to the digital service providers, you know, people can record really high quality stuff at home. So there's so much more competition today. Do you ever have anybody who tries to maybe cheat the system a little bit, maybe comes to you and says, look, I'll give you this if you'll play my artist, or is it pretty, pretty much non-existent? Do you, do you get that? I don't get it. I know there are other, I don't know about shows, but there are other stations that I guess it was called payola back in the yep. day. Mm -hmm. I'm really not even sure what it's called now, if it's even illegal or not. Well, pay, pay, payola, payola's illegal on terrestrial broadcast radio, but payola right. doesn't apply to the internet. Right, doesn't, doesn't apply to streaming and yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, Maybe I'll, someday I'll, it will, but it's unethical whether it's illegal or not. I've never, I've never had anybody specifically ask for that. Now, I, I have had bands that that. They, they want me to play their song, so they will uh, they, they'll want to do a contest or something like that. I had one band yeah. that they offered an autographed guitar uh, a few years ago. Then I've had... Uh, That's Jason, legit. Jason McMaster sent me some uh, autographed uh, hoodies, dangerous toy hoodies, stuff like that. But as far as, you know, I'll give you $15 or however much yeah. you know, my song no nothing like i was that. gonna say you know i could bake you some chocolate chip cookies if you add one of my guys 
I actually don't like chocolate chip cookies, so that would Well, work. then I'm screwed then. Yeah, you blew it. You blew it yep. there, Jay. All right. I'll um, just have to do you uh do you are you interested in in interviews? You know, I was going to talk to you about that uh after we went off the air. But yeah, I I'm I'm starting to I'm starting to want to do interviews. I I had done interviews in the past and you know, if I do a 10 minute interview, well, that's three songs that I don't get to play. Got it. Right. So, you know, so I, I always try to make the music, the focal point of the show. And I do like talking to artists, but it, for what I was wanting to do, they really didn't just fit in with, with my plan. Gotcha. But, you know, as I'm wanting, I'm wanting to branch out and do other things. So I've been thinking about uh, doing an interview show or something like that, where I can post it on YouTube or post it on, on Twitch or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, the, 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 the hard rock nights podcast, which is yeah. basically just the interviews of, of the show of the of the artists that you played that week or something along those lines yeah yeah but yeah oh, I'm, that'd be cool yeah i'm i'm i was actually going to ask you to uh send me a list of your clients and, and then we could start scheduling some stuff yeah oh, oh there you go we'll 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 definitely take care of you on on that end yeah it's so much easier nowadays as well i mean oh it, I first it, started when I first started doing interviews, I was holding my phone up to my microphone, <laughs> and I had them on. I had them on a speaker. Yeah, and you know that's how I would record. That's how I would record the interviews. Yeah, oh God, I, I yeah, I remember when I was back in in college radio back in the late '80s to do interviews. It was like, man, the 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 rig of gear I would buy from Radio Shack to try and route the audio out of a headset into a cassette deck so you could try and get a cleaner version of the audio. Mm -hmm. It was just crazy what you used to have to do to jump jump through the hoops. And and again, that just landed ended up with a cassette tape. You know, now what do you do with a cassette tape? Well, now you <laughs> got to digitize that cassette tape. You know, yeah. Today it's so much easier and and you know I think what that leads to is the artists need to be prepared and professional when it comes time to do those interviews. And, and by that, I mean, know what, as the artist needs to know what they're talking about. Exactly. You need to know the, you need to know those basic selling points of your album, your tour, your video, whatever it is, because your job, Brian, is to talk about the cool stuff, but you're obviously going to end with let's plug whatever's going on. And the last yeah. thing you want to do is say, Hey artist, So tell us about this new music video. Where can we go watch it? Oh, I don't know. It's on the internet. Well, yeah. that's not being, you gotta be prepared. You know, yeah. what's, what's uh, your website here? Funny story. I mean, this goes, this goes back to like 99. I, when I built and launched kisses website, and it launched in 98 um i remember gene gene simmons did an interview with the new york times i think it was promoting this their new website 
And in the interview, they asked him for the URL and he goes, uh, just go to kiss.com online. And I was just like, oh, God, you don't even know the URL of your own website. <laughs> now, now, obviously, we know years since then, Gene can rattle off that URL. Oh, absolutely. In the blink of an eye. But that just is what is important to you. I mean, first of all, you don't want to do an interview that's filled with a bunch of inaccurate, bad statements because that kind of looks bad on you and the show as well as the artist. It does. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't want to talk to somebody that doesn't have anything to say. And I, that's happened before too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I can, I can tell you, you know, on, uh, not so much on this podcast, but my kiss podcast, we'll have some guests where it's like, you really got to prod them to talk mm -hmm. about themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then, and then there's, then there's the great guests that we've had, like Ted Nugent and Dennis DeYoung, where you just well, uh, ask a question and you sit back and 45 minutes later, they're still talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we've had some good guests like that. You know, Will Page comes to mind, but even recently Mike and I had a, I won't name names, but we had a company on talking about their, uh, their product music product. And we knew more about it than they did. And they, they didn't really, they weren't really buttoned up. So it just puts a exclamation point on uh, what Michael's saying here. It's, it's so important that you're prepared when you go on these interviews. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the, 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 the other thing that I dread is somebody who has a bad reputation that, you know, a certain Canadian singer who is always calling out Trump and Ted Nugent and all that. Yeah. He's been known to be very short-tempered. Um, I did have, I had an interview with a guitarist from a certain band. The last four words are K-K-E-N. And, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I was reading the interview because I, I'd heard nothing but bad things about him. Yeah. Just about being, grumpy and you know very combative how did it go it went perfect it was great you just never know right i mean there are certain artists that i've been warned about and then i find out they're just actually really great people look people are people they have bad days good days maybe they didn't have breakfast this morning you know exactly Who knows? you know i've i don't know this for sure but i think the reason that it went so good is I didn't say anything about his former band. I didn't say anything at all about them. We talked about the 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 current stuff. Current stuff. The, the yeah. he had a he had a soundtrack coming out at the time, and yeah, we talked about it. We talked about his other bands. Yeah, and you know, he told me, you know, I, I thanked him for coming on the show before we before we left, and. He said, man, I will come back to this show anytime you want me to. Just oh, let that's me know. great. That is yeah, so great. I mean, I, I, I think, how, how do I phrase this in the right way? You, you can't, as an artist, you can't be overly demanding and say, well, these are the questions I'm going to answer. And, you know, here's all the rules. Because that turns the interviewer off when you get a lot of, direction given to you in advance right but saying that 
I've had some publicists and artists who have said, Hey, can you do me a favor? Don't ask about this or don't mention this person. And it's like, okay, great. That, that helps me because now I know not to go down that hole and potentially blow up an interview here. Um, those are the sorts of things I think bands need to keep in mind that, yeah, I mean, if there are certain things that you just don't want to talk about, maybe put it up there out front before you get on the air and your back is against a wall. Sort of like, you know, give give you, Brian, the chance to go, okay, I, I'm fine. I'll cross that question off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, one person that I feel sorry for is Mike Tramp. Because every time he does an interview, somebody's going to ask about a White Line reunion. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's been 30 years since those guys have been together. They've moved on. But it, it's just, I feel sorry for him because he has, to, he has to answer these questions continuously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you, you know, somebody like you can find some more interesting things to, to ask him about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it just takes a little googling is all well yeah yeah i mean i you know and i'm not saying this about you but that means the interviewer also needs to be a bit prepared going into the interview you know know who the artist is you're talking to but in this case because you know you've done the interviews jay and i have represented artists there's times where we're just like oh my god you really need some interview coaching before we put you on the air or guess what let's have somebody else from the band do the interviews instead because that other person's got more of a personality and and frankly i mean you you could answer this brian but a lot of what makes a good interview is a great personality it is. I mean, if you know, like if we're talking now just casual back and forth, that's going to make an outstanding interview. But if you get up there and, you know, the guitarist doesn't want to answer any questions or, you know, he doesn't care about what the, what the singer's doing or anything like that, it's just, it's terrible. Yeah. I, I, w- I wouldn't even air an interview like that. Well, I was just yeah. going to say, I mean, I imagine there's been times where you've finish talking to somebody and you're scratching your head going do i just trash this because it's <laughs> not good we've had that conversation we, we, we've had that conversation on our podcast do we just trash this podcast because it's just not good yeah if, if it's not if it's just somebody whining and complaining you know for the 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 30 minutes that we're talking i'm if if I can get one or two parts, you know, maybe enough for a five minute clip or a seven minute clip, I may air that. But the rest of the stuff, I'm just going to cut out and delete. I throw it away. Yeah, it's, it's just not worth the time or effort to try yeah. and uh, salvage something like that because it's 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 not going to be good for anybody. Yeah, I think all of this is really interesting. Just the radio in general. Um, I, I love all the information that you've given us on kind of best practices and maybe things to avoid. Um, Brian, where can people learn more about Hard Rock Nights? Where can they find you online? Uh, Facebook. And I don't even run a website anymore because everything goes to social media and everybody interacts off of social media. It was just there was no point 
you know, like I've seen, I won't say the name of the band, but they're from Germany. Yeah. And, and I've gone to their website and they have stuff on there that's two years old, still at the top of their, at the uh, top of their news section. Mm -hmm. so, yep. Yeah. I just, it just got to where Facebook, I'm on Instagram now and Twitter. Those are, those are the three basics that I use. And they just look up Brian Basher. Yeah. Or just hard rock nights, hard rock like nights. Everything is going to be at hard rock nights. Awesome. Well, Brian, I, I got to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to come and talk to us about this. It's, it's really fascinating stuff. I think uh, it's going to really help people when they're submitting music uh, to do it the right way. I hope so. And I, I think you guys for having me on. I really had a good time. Oh, uh, again, thank you so much, Brian, because, yeah, you know, radio is that little area that, <clears throat> that still needs to be part of your marketing plan but it's not radio like it was 40 years ago. No. And, and not. yeah, you know, and, and you've got to do it right. If you want your music to stand a chance to get played, follow some of these best practices up yeah, front. You know, yeah. There's, there's so much stuff being released and being sent out. Just have that having the, uh, the, the music properly tagged, it, it can prevent you from getting lost in the shuffle and not getting any airplay at all. That's yep. great advice. Yep. All right, Brian. Brian thank, thank thanks again, so man. Much, we really man. appreciate, we appreciate it. it. Thank you, guys. Take care. Discmakers.com. Use code FREEBIZ for ground shipping on CD orders of 100 units or more, $150 value. Fun, fun conversation. I've always loved radio and I think it's so important to kind of go over some of those best practices, worst case experiences. Yeah. You know, it's all about presenting yourself as professionally as possible and That's as right. easily as possible. Because again, remember there's countless people like Brian out there doing radio shows who will play your music, but they are getting, thousands yeah help them out a little bit help them help them out yeah. because don't when give those them an errand to run yeah when when that the mp3s are in a folder and they're unlabeled yeah he's not going to go put the work into finding out who this person was that's right make it easy for him give him everything that he asked for and then some and, and anybody you send things to radio with, all of those things that we talked about, like labeling everything properly and, and having that narrative in the photo, and maybe if you've got some news or a video, just give them as much as you can to increase your chances you're going to get some radio airplay. Yeah, and you know, I would add, you might send them that your music the first time you release it and they don't do anything. Don't give up on these people. You know, maybe when the second single's getting pushed, a new video, yeah. when you broke into some chart action or some major news, resubmit it again. Yeah. It, it you know, what do they, they say? It takes an average of what, six or seven times to ask before yeah, it takes somebody multiple says yes. impressions, you know, yeah. it takes so, time. So show them over and over that you're an active band, that, yeah. that you are creating news, that you, that you've got successes. And, you know, one of these times they might sit here and go, okay, I will, I will pull that single out and we'll play it because guess what? You're now announced a tour opening for so-and-so. Yeah. Really good advice uh, from Brian. 
Yep. So um, once again, thank you, Brian. And if you are watching us on YouTube, please subscribe. If you're on Spotify, follow us, subscribe on iTunes. We're on Twitch. We're everywhere. And of course, final shout out. Thank you to Hypebot, Bands in Town, and DiscMakers.com for everything you do to support us. And if you've got a website or a product, you might be interested in getting in front of our audience, reach out to either Jay or myself, and we'd be happy to chat with you about uh, advertising and sponsorships. Um, that's it, everybody. Music Biz Weekly Podcast. We'll see you next week.